Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Crow. Uh, Rooster is not here today. He um, gave blood and fainted. Oh, no. Yeah, he kind of has a weak constitution. He probably shouldn't do that. No. Yeah, so, probably not. <laughs> uh, we're here with Songbird. Hi. And Falcon. Hi, hi. They've both been here before. Yes. So, you know. They, it's great to they, be back. They know what to expect. Yep. And you know what to expect, listeners. Um, we have a lot of topics as usual to get into, and we're probably going to do some would you rather questions, kind of break it up a little bit. We've been kind of negligent on that front with me and Rooster, so I think we'll do that. It'll be fun. So, but let's get going here. We got stories. Um, so this is from Infowars, uh, U.S. News food shortage crisis. Question mark. Dozens of food processing plants destroyed in fires, accidents in recent weeks. Wow. This is an article by Jamie White. So, dozens of food processing plants and warehouses have been destroyed by fires, plane crashes, and other curious accidents in recent weeks, representing a disturbing trend that falls outside the realm of coincidence. The latest incident happened in Covington, Georgia, when a plane crashed into a General Mills plant on Thursday, killing two people and destroying a number of trailers stored in the plant. The crash happened just before Fox News' Tucker Carlson was about to report on the curious spate of food plant accidents, leaving him flabbergasted at the apparent coincidence. What's going on here? Well, the story gets weirder. Food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A few days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country, Tucker reported Tuesday. Uh... The end of last month, a fire severely damaged a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas and Oregon. A potato chip processing plant just reported a boiler explosion that sent workers to the hospital, he added. So industrial accidents happen, of course, but this is a lot of industrial accidents at food processing facilities at the same time the president is warning us about food shortages, Carlson noted. Um so, uh, shockingly, nearly 20 U.S. food plants have been damaged or destroyed over the last year or so. Around the same, same time, supply chain breakdowns already began gnarling the U.S. food supply. So, there's a tweet from uh, uh, someone called Queen Josie of all the liberty. <laughs> so, she's got it all kind of the dates, the food plants, the locations, uh, what, how they were destroyed and Mostly fires with a couple, one airplane crash, one boiler explosion, and then just one general explosion. The rest are all fires. So, uh, what do you guys think is going on? Uh, uh, this is not, I mean, a hell of a coincidence, isn't it? It's more than just a coincidence. Well, um, well it depends. You know, in the 90s, they were having all this whole fears in the South, like, oh, all these black churches were getting burned down at once, but it was turns out it was just coincidence because a lot of these churches were like built at the same time you know and so stuff was like breaking down at the same time so for about like electrical fires started yeah stuff like that you know is I that mean, true i didn't hear that well i just i just read this morning so okay. i got i don't want to get a chance to see any other sources but it was like 
it was just a lot of coincidences at once because a lot of these churches were built at the same time, so they had a lot of the same faulty issues. So, and it's like, well, are these places all built at the same time? Did they have the same coding at the time? You know, it, it's. So you think there? What, what's the chances of this being um, just a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, do you think it's high chance, or do you think there's something nefarious happening? I, Songbird I, seems to think something nefarious is I, happening. I, I definitely say there's a good chance of it being something nefarious, but it's one of those things where where all these plants built in like the same two year span, you know, yeah. underneath the same code, you know, because electrical coding these days is a lot different than back in say the twenties and thirties. Because in the twenties and thirties, we were having a copper shortage, and they were wiring houses with aluminum, which yeah. starts fires a lot easier than copper wire. On the other hand, then doesn't that kind of prove then that whoever is supposed to be doing inspections is dropping the ball on these things and maybe they're doing it on purpose? I just think it's odd that there's so many plane crashes hitting these places. Well, that was just one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you mean by one that's so many, because one is too many, really, Songbird. If it, you think about it, it is one too many. So that, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. One too many. Yes. Um, so I mean, we've got the food shortages because of the just the infrastructure problem with with trucking uh, and and all the COVID related a lot or not COVID related government related shutdowns. I hate saying COVID related government related shutdowns do, do, supposedly due to COVID. Um, we've got uh, food shortages that are happening because of. Uh, the avian flu mm-hmm. that's wreaking havoc on the chicken um, population sure. everywhere. Yeah, because um, it's not just chickens; um, it's what the uh, the prey birds too. Like yeah, the, it's all yeah, it's all avians. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and there, I heard there's something going on with pork, um, and then I don't know. And then, of course, the Ukraine war um, is causing a, a, a disruption because there's fertilizer that right is that right? Well, my understanding is forty percent of our fertilizer comes from Russia, which we're sanctioning. So yeah, so that's contributing to um, probably a, a, or it's going to further continue. You know, I don't know if it's actually contributing right now to. I wouldn't problems. say now, but it's one of those things. In three to four months, it will. Yeah, but um, I mean, it can get bad real quick. I mean, we only have due to the our supply chain economy um, and and population density, we've only got. What is it like? Three days of food stocked in grocery stores and everything. Uh, I think it's three to seven days, depending yeah. on where you go. Yeah. And if you if if there's a breakdown in uh, distribution, that's one thing. But if people know there's there's no supply, that's a whole another issue mm-hmm. because people are going to panic like fast. Like the kind of panic you get from distribution problems, people are going to like bunker hunker down. They're going to buy that toilet paper. They're not going to riot because they know it's going to. They're gonna. The government will step in and they'll, you know, facilitate the movement of these goods eventually. But if there's a shortage and we just can't get a hold of it, and the government's going to be rationing or, or you know giving it to, to the to the haves and not the have-nots, people are going to get real stupid real fast. I think, mm-hmm. and it, it's only a matter of weeks before you can have a total breakdown where you have people robbing neighbors and, um, you know, um, robbing all this, you know, breaking into all the. Know the businesses and trying to get whatever they have in storage. You know, um, it's going to be a societal breakdown coming. I, I think. And uh, Somber, you were saying that you were worried about 
you, you you order a lot as you know women are wont to do you order a lot from amazon yes i do and you've noticed that today in fact was a busy day for uh deliveries but there's been a lot of issues that you hadn't seen in the past with the uh, with the deliveries you're right um you know amazon has been pretty steady for me in the past um i can rely on them and Recently, there's been a lot of issues with my orders. Um, in particular, um, a furniture item um, was canceled um, because it was called undeliverable. And so it was one of two items that were the same. So one of them was delivered and the other was just canceled. And I can only assume that maybe it was destroyed. And so they returned it for me. Um, and then something else had to be uh, re, um, ticketed. And so it was going to be delivered by, uh, you know, UPS and now it's going to be delivered by USPS and it's just, just seems odd. So we've talked about this a little bit, like what you think might be going on. I was assuming that we're having issues with, with staffing. We're having people that don't really want to work They They got used to sitting at home and having the government pay them. And when it's time to go back to work, these unskilled workers, they're going, you know, the Amazon and these warehouses desperately want people. So they're hiring anybody and they're getting people in there that really don't want the job and can't do the job and are f***ing up and going, I'm going to work a day. I hate this. I'm leaving. I'm f***ing everything up and leaving. I think that's, that's one of the things that's happening with this kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like the packages are also showing up and they're just not, they're just not the same. Like I, I ordered a shirt and it wasn't even in the plastic packaging that it normally comes in. It was literally in the see-through. Um, like just the bag that uh, the bag, real thin plastic yeah. bag that you can see through. Yeah. The bag. Yeah, that it the, wasn't like the white bag that they yeah, generally. It like, was, it yeah. literally was packaged, like mailed in the bag that the shirt just kind of, you know, is packaged in. The manufacturer. In the warehouse. In, yeah. yeah. And it, they didn't even put it in a bag to ship in a shipping bag and so it just and it wasn't secured you could just literally just like unzip it and and it just so just things seem different with I think, amazon i think right the now. day our days in america of um you know waste quality control well and, just just like you know of, of living large and and having a bunch of waste and not thinking about it and disposable economy and all that kind of stuff and products that you know if it if it stops working you don't try to fix it you just throw it throw it away and buy a new one i think those days are coming to an end well i think the world economy or the world economic what there it's a it's a name the world economic forum thank you uh, I mean, they are telling us that we're not going to own anything and we're going to be happy about it. Yeah. I mean, I really see it kind of happening. What the elites want us in, like Davos is where the World Economic Forum is held, where these super elites, these super rich, these super, you know, plugged in elites get together and they discuss, you know, how to control the population and what to do about it and how to make their lives better. I mean, people say that's not what it's about, but it is. And to make their lives better, our lives have to be worse. Yes. And, and we this, have to live in we have does, to live in pods, eat bugs and be happy. <laughs> I mean, this does line up with, you know, biblical, you know, end times, you know, verses. You know, the Bible does say that these things are gonna happen in the end times. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we're gonna move towards you know, uh, electronic currency. Yeah. And so, and, and that's a way to uh, mark people. Yep. You know, people say you're going to be, the Bible says you're going to be marked by the number of the beast, but, uh, you know, supposedly that's six, 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 but yeah. you know, when it comes to digital stuff that could, that could be hidden in the code. You just don't know. 
So and, and if you get a microchip that you have to get planted in order to buy anything, that yeah, microchip just, could have a, 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 yeah. a ID on it that has, uh, you know, this, this is all, I mean, well, you don't have to believe in any of this do, stuff, but whatever you do, just don't, don't take the mark. Well, you won't be able to buy it. You might not know you have it though. Or do, or do you well, have to you know? Have to, okay. you, you have to accept it. You're like, it has 666 in it, but that's just part of the number. You'll well, be fine. No, you're going to you're <laughs> gonna know because it's either going to be on your hand or on your forehead. And you're going to have to accept it in order to be able to buy or sell anything. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's not far-fetched. So that even will if, be... Even, even people that don't believe in any of this, uh, Christ, you know, Christian doctrine or the mm-hmm. end times philosophy or end times... The um, Bible. Yeah. Um, if you don't believe in that, it's still this. All this stuff is happening. I mean, Biden just recently started to consider uh, electric currency. So yeah, a, a well, gov- government backed. Well, not only that, but you remember the government Biden wanted to monitor everyone's bank accounts mm-hmm. over a certain amount, six hundred dollars. Yeah, for unofficial income. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they really do want to squeeze as much out of us as they can. And the best way to do that is to get rid of cash because cash can still be under the table. Government doesn't see it. But as soon as you do everything digitally, the government knows it all. Yeah. And they can go back and trace it all. So there's no there's no laundering it as far as I can tell. There might be eventually, but right now I can't see that happening. But um, yeah, good times. Good times. We're, we're headed towards... You know, and then uh, taking on top of that, the housing market where they're trying to make it so that people can't own or can't buy homes anymore. Um, oh BlackRock and that's just gotten insane. Four or five different companies, big companies, are buying up properties, and then other people that have money are panic buying uh-huh. and paying way too much. And uh, uh, I actually was looking for a house, and uh, I know I know Songbird was too uh-huh. or is, and the same thing happened to us that happened to people in two thousand and eight. Uh, you get approved for a mortgage that's double what you can afford mm-hmm. why is that still happening yeah. well i did just read a report um an article where a lot of rental you know renters are giving up and they literally are feeling defeated and say that they're probably just going to be renters for but the rest renting of their lives is expensive i mean it's stupid it expensive is. now it is so. i mean just my house in the five years of gone it went from i bought it on 180 yep and i'm seeing it online for like just this location, three hundred thousand. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some months I just see it just jump up nine, nine grand. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And you could turn no, around and sell it up. and make a good profit, but then if you had to, you'd have to buy a place again, and you you'd lose that profit because you'd pay way more than what the place is worth to get it. Now, at some point, it will correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we'll finish this real quick here. Uh, this article from Infowars. Uh, uh, so. They talk about the Ukraine. So then came the war in Ukraine in late February, resulting in food costs reaching an all-time high and supply chain issues worldwide. But never fear, because Bill Gates has bought up hundreds of thousands of acres of U.S. farmland across 19 states over the last several years, making him the largest private farmland owner in the country. Notably, China has also been spending billions buying up tens of thousands of acres of American farmland. Whether a coincidence or conspiracy theory, these bizarre circumstances nevertheless add up to the same thing. Food shortages are likely coming, and billionaires like Bill Gates and hostile foreign nations like China stand to benefit. Yeah, was, uh, some of the prepper stations I watch, too, on YouTube, are they're all kind of saying the same the same things. Like, you know, your window of opportunity to stock up in, on supplies is it's, I mean, it's still there, but it's going to cost you a lot more now. And you might not get everything you want because they're, these these companies do not have. They can't get the supply, the stock to get it to you. 
Um, so, I mean, you can still prep, but it's not, you know, it's, it's getting to that point where your window of opportunities is quickly closing for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So good, good news. Should we move on to, um, uh, 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 some happier news? Definitely. <laughs> uh, CNN plus shut down after one month. <laughs> it launched and it was shut down one month after launch. Well done. Good. Um, uh, let's see, uh. CNN plus staffers were in total and utter shock at the news. Their failed network was being shut down with some reacting to the news by freaking out. It's been revealed (laughs) earlier this week. It was announced that discovery would shut down the network just one month after its launch due to massively underwhelming subscriber numbers. Last week it was revealed that fewer than 10,000 people were watching CNN plus per day. That's worldwide. I'm so sorry, Chris Wallace. Despite, yeah, despite the, I, despite the network luring Chris Wallace from Fox news and Casey hunt from NBC news. Um, staffers reactions to the announcement of the network, uh, shutting down on April 30th sounded like they were being informed of a lover of a loved one's death. According to CNN's Oliver Darcy, uh, one CNN Plus staffer described the sentiment as total and utter shock and morphed into despair. At first, people were really freaking out. And then towards the end of the meeting, it just turned to sadness. Every team was just huddling with each other. It's like when Trump won and they were like, yeah. no! Was the song, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> was that playing in the background? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other appar- others apparently turned to whiskey and wine to drown their sorrows. Uh, CNN Plus content will now be moved to HBO Max. Oh, great. Who cares? Nobody wanted to watch it in the first place. Why move it? Yeah. And newly combined, and the newly combined Warner Brothers Discovery has to figure out how to fill a $55 billion corporate debt black hole. Imagine thinking people would pay to watch CNN. Whose bright idea was that? <laughs> silly. Just silly. Uh, Arrogant. Really, Arrogant. It really is hubris on, on the highest regard. Yeah. To think, you know, and, and no. They know full well their numbers are down. Like they had, they the only reason CNN stayed relevant was because they bashed Trump and people watched that. Yeah. And once Trump was out of the limelight, their numbers tanked and they saw it. Well, and they're still bringing Trump up just to try to. So how could they? How do you think? And that's the thing. People go, um, you know, a Brewster probably he said this in the past. He goes, you know, um, you know, capitalism will 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 correct this stuff because. You know, in capitalism, you got to make a profit, and I'm like that. I don't believe that anymore. I think these woke woke tards have infiltrated these companies and don't care. They would rather burn it down than um, than than make a profit um, going against their quote unquote values. Oh yes and no. I mean, capitalism would if it was like a true unfettered capitalism, but the issue is government's got fingers in everything. But even the like the companies that don't have government fingers in it, they're they're completely overrun. There there's a cancerous growth of of liberalism inside their corporate uh, structure, and so even without the government there, the, these companies are are going tits up. Now in a in a fair system, they would just create a new create a new you know um, company I mean, and and start fresh. And but that's that's the problem where government gets involved and, and makes it difficult. Yeah, or, or the bailouts coming out and, yeah. and whatnot, you know. So, no, that's good news. So we went from bad news to good news because CNN Plus shutting, drought, shutting down is delicious. It's delicious. Oh, uh, and in case you hear, everybody's wondering what that noise was before when Somber was talking. We had a pretty good um, uh, spate of thunder. Uh-huh. 
So we had a little bit of a thunderstorm going, so you're going to hear. You might be able to hear that in the background. Mm-hmm. Kind of died down now. And we also have a dog uh, sniffing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any uh, anything else to contribute to that? There's not really much more to say other than no. that uh, it's silly that they even thought that that was going to be a good idea. Uh, another, f- some more funny news. This is from uh, uh, News Wars. Uh, haunted house performer shot after frightening a guest. What? What? <laughs> Thursday, April 21st. Um, this is by Dan Lyman. A haunted house performer is recovering after allegedly being shot in South Carolina last week by a guest who thought a firearm was a prop, authorities say. The bizarre incident unfolded on Saturday at Hollywood Wax Museum Haunted House in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A man identified as Keel Latrell Brown has been charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor in connection with the shooting. Now, that's an odd charge. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you get charged with, a, you know, uh, attempted or assault with a deadly weapon or something like that? Delinquency of a minor. Yeah. Uh, but he could face more charges following an ongoing investigation. Brown had reportedly entered the Wax Museum with a group on Saturday when things spiraled out of control. While inside, several members of the group were frightened by the victim who was working as a performer at the haunted house. The Myrtle Beach Police Department explained in a statement, one person in the group fell to the ground, and during the scramble, a gun slid back and struck Brown in the foot. Brown told investigators he believed the gun was a prop and part of the experience when he picked it up and fired twice, striking the victim one time in the shoulder. The suspect apparently then gave the firearm used in the shooting to a minor, according to authorities. He was later apprehended in near Charleston. Okay, so this guy's full of absolute Yeah. This is the story he came up with to cover for the fact that he had a gun. Yes. He probably just had it stuck in his waistband. Yeah. When he got freaked out, out, it fell out and he grabbed it and shot the guy. And then he's like, oh, well, we're going to blame it on this minor because when you give guns to minors, they ended up being okay. So it's like, you know, this is, this is got, this is a criminal through and through this guy. This is not just like some (laughs) random accident. Dumb criminal through and through. (laughs) That are drunk or stupid or high. Uh, Probably high. Yeah. Let's, let's put it all together. It's just, we don't have to pick one. (laughs) So pretty amazing. I, I used to, uh, uh, contribute or or do haunted house stuff, like not uh, a pretty big scale. And uh, we had incidents in Minneapolis here. We had incidents where um, it got out of hand, where towards the end of the night, you get uh, roving gangs of youths that would show up just trying to start trouble. And, uh, you know, we had to shut down because of it, because of there's a real threat of like violence, not just not just not just altercations, but gun violence, because you have to worry about that in these in these urban areas. So and they threw constantly threatening to, to shoot, you know, so. I mean, wow. it didn't end well for them, really, but they were all underage, so they, they were emboldened, and they know better, because, you know, if you're 16 or, or whatever, and, you know, you threaten people with guns, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? Not a lot, especially in many, or in these blue cities, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's funny, and I, I'm glad the guy wasn't killed, Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you can't do, can't do anything to entertain people. No. You know? No, it's changed. Anymore. Yeah. All right, we're going to go into a little more serious subject here. Uh, The DEA warns law enforcement to prepare for a surge in mass overdose events from fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Uh, More people died in the country last year from fentanyl than guns and auto-related deaths combined. Thanks, China. China. Yeah, (laughs) most, yeah. And Mexico. Where does this fentanyl come from, Sonberg? China China. and Mexico. Yeah, so... 
Ah, just taking a swig of my uh my Liney, my liney summer shandy. Oh, it says that on the label, but it's just filled with it's water. water. Um, <laughs> so this is Daily Caller News Foundation. Amid an epidemic of overdose deaths caused largely by fentanyl, the Drug Enforcement Administration is warning state, local, and federal law enforcement of a spike in mass overdose events. The DEA is seeing a nationwide spike in fentanyl-related mass overdose events Awful. involving three or more overdoses occurring close in time in the same location. A letter the DEA sent to law enforcement across the country Wednesday said, In just the past few months, there have been at least seven confirmed mass overdose events across the United States, revolting in 58 overdoses and 29 overdose deaths. Many of the victims of these mass overdose events thought they were ingesting cocaine and had no idea that they were in fact ingesting fentanyl. Wow. So that's a completely different uh, drug. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got the same look. Well, fentanyl, such a small amount can kill you as we've seen with the whole George Floyd situation. Yep. Let's all admit George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose. And if it's combined with alcohol or yep. anything else, you're it's so deadly. It's, a, it's what they call a multiplier, you know. And yeah. If you drink alcohol, it's like, oh, I took a little fentanyl. Well, you like yes. you drink five times as much alcohol yeah. or something. Yep. Yeah. The cities where recent incidents happened include Austin, Texas, Omaha, Nebraska, St. Louis, um, Missouri, or Montana. What's St. Louis? Missouri. What's M.O. is Missouri? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Washington, D.C., according to DEA. Minnehaha County, South Dakota. Minnehaha County, South Dakota Sheriff Mike Milstead said in a DEA press release shared with reporters that cartels are strategically distributing drugs throughout the country and that the incidents aren't random. Fentanyl poisonings are at an all-time high, Milstead said. These are not isolated incidents. These are happening in every state and every county in America, leaving behind grieving families. Let us be clear. These poisonings are part of a strategic maneuver by the cartels, and it must be stopped. The nation's sheriffs appreciate the spotlight the Drug Enforcement Administration is putting on the horrific spike in fentanyl poisonings and is committed to putting an end to this tragic tra- trajectory. Okay, but what? why would cartels want to kill their client base? Well, I don't think they want to kill, but it's so highly addictive oh. that they're going to keep coming for more. Um, and let's be honest, they don't care if they die or not, because where they're distributing is, it's like Minneapolis. Hey, there's a couple hundred a thousand. Yeah. Uh, somebody OD, hey, we'll find someone else. Yeah, but it. it's still bad business because like, it just draws too much unwanted attention. Well, I was also reading um, that it's... 80% stronger in painkiller than morphine. I don't know if I said that right, but... It, like the amount you need in it, 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 it per is, milliliter or whatever. Yeah, it's 80% more effective. Yeah, so um, the same amount. Um, in painkill. So that's why it's just, it's so addictive. And... Um, and I don't think you need a whole lot. No, it's, so, have you seen those ads? There's, they show the this is the amount of fentanyl that can kill you, and it's a close up of a pencil and the sh- the tip of a pencil, sharpened tip of a pencil with a, just a little sprinkling of fentanyl wow. on the tip mm-hmm. of, the, of the of the lead. That that's the amount that can kill you. And it's so scary. Um, someone that is on fentanyl, and we were just watching a video, and the just f- literally makes them just look like a zombie. Yeah, and they, they have this weird, it's called the fentanyl lean. Is that what it is? Yeah. And they basically double over at the waist and kind of, it looks like they're just staring at something on the floor and they just stay that way like for hours. So how, I just, it, 
I, I just don't understand. They vomit on themselves and all kinds they, of. They, they poop, poop they, their they pants. Poop, they poop they their do. pants. Yeah. yeah, they're so out of it. They poop poo and they pee pee. They don't even know what they're. They can't even control their bodily functions. So, um, the I'd, letter. Oh, sorry. I'd be curious to know when they are that. I mean, is it high when they're that high? What are they? I mean, what is their frame of mind when they're not even in control of their bodily functions? Like, what's happening to them? I've never done anything like that, like like heroin, where they say it's such an intense high that that they just, it's like an instantly addictive. I've never done anything like that. And I, I have taken oxycodone or oxycontin for, you know, pain, and I... I didn't like the feeling I got from it. It, 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 it didn't give me like intense, ple- intense pleasure or anything like that or, or euphoria or anything like that. So it's more of a, I think it's just to kind of like tune, tune out, like it, just not, you don't think, I think a lot of people just, it calms them down. Like these people that have mental illness that their brains are going overdrive, okay. like attacking them. It just calms them down. It makes them not think. And, uh, and you know, I, when I was on the oxycodone, I had to get off because of the, I'm sorry. Excuse me, songbird. There's a lady. There's a lady present. What am I doing? Yeah, watch that. Language. I'm sorry. Um, maybe I'll edit that. I'll bleep it. Post post production. Okay. But um, it made me constipated, and that was worse than the pain of the operation. Like not being able to poop for like three days. No, no, siree, Bob. <laughs> I do not want that. So uh, the DA is saying that you know these these counties should assume that all drugs encountered during enforcement activities now contain fentanyl given its extremely extreme toxicity and the increase we are seeing it is estimated that over 100,000 people died in the US from drug overdose overdose during a 12 month period ending in October 2021 according to the CDC over 66% of those deaths were related to fentanyl 66% it's a synthetic narcotic 80 to 100 times stronger than morphine or other synthetic opioids more people died in the country last year from fentanyl than guns and auto-related deaths combined. Um, yeah, uh, it's bad. <laughs> and the fact that law enforcement is kind of nowhere to be found because of the, you know, the the anti-police sentiment and the defunding efforts and and the lack of morale, um, the lack of recruitment. There's there's less and less law enforcement out there for this kind of stuff. So there's more and more of it available and more and more of it happening. And I also think a part of the issue is we're, I want to say, coddling younger generation a little too much. I grew up on a hobby farm, so I saw stuff, you know, most people wouldn't like, oh, well, there's a half-eaten thing that got ripped apart, you know, last night. You know, it's, we don't show next generation, hey, this is what this stuff's going to do to you. You know, we call them like, drugs are bad. Don't do them. Oh, okay, that makes what does that do to most people? Well, now I want to see. I want to try it. Yeah. But if I show you a video, hey, this is what you do on these drugs. See, you poop your pants. Uh-huh. Or in the case of, uh, what is it, uh, bath salts? Remember, people were mm-hmm. eating people's faces off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were stripping naked because they were burning up, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it seems like the epide- epidemic of bath salts has kind of abated a little bit. Remember when that I was happening? Much about it that anymore. was like five, six years ago, I think. Yeah, I remember that. So fentanyl's taken over. Mm-hmm. Now, Did is you... it is it fentanyl or was it bath salts that people would take and then they wouldn't even feel themselves on fire? Yeah, I think that was the bath salts because they actually 
would strip down naked because they felt like they were on fire. And then they would like just do the most bizarre things. Like there was cases of people eating, like biting noses off of people and just going crazy, like going just like rabid animals with mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but, you know, even talking about the lack of law enforcement, the did you know in the last couple of years that auto deaths have gone up? You would think that during COVID and all the lockdown stuff that they wouldn't have gone up, but they have, especially in the wake of COVID. Um, do you know why that is? No. Take a wild guess. Um, why why auto related deaths would would have would go up? Hey, and actually another fun fact, uh, in the general population they've gone up, but specifically in the black population they've shot up like twenty percent. Mm. More due to probably more depression, more people drinking. I was talking about before the lack of law enforcement. So there's people getting high, getting in their cars, smoking a lot of whatever, doing a lot of drugs and getting in the cars and driving without fear of getting pulled over or getting caught. Um, they're speeding without fear of getting caught. And that's one of the reasons why the deaths are going up. And the reason some of the Democrat lawmakers are saying, well, the reason the the black population is suffering more from this is because of racism in the infrastructure and how they built the roads. They built the roads in black neighborhoods to be more dangerous. You see, it's like always, always with the left putting blame somewhere else. Yeah. And instead of, you don't have to put, <laughs> you don't but have bro, to, it only came to a head in 2020. Don't yeah, you see? Yeah. You don't have to put blame on, on black people for this either. You, you, you have to put blame on who it, the white liberals that fomented all this, you know, um, uh, you know, the like the George Soros funding these DEAs that um, are notorious for making sure criminals don't do time or, or let out. And it's not it's 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 a targeting of these communities from outside. And and there's consequences to that. So, I mean, it's you know, put the blame where it, where it belongs. Yeah, no, yeah, but some of the blame, you know, has got to be. If you're driving and you're high, that's on you. There's no one else to blame. Speeding, for high, Speeding, yeah. drunk. Because I remember reading this article from New Jersey. They were watching this one intersection with a camera, and they were just recording people who were speeding. And their definition of speeding was anything 10 miles an hour or or more over the limit, right? Uh-huh. And even though the black population only made te- up 10% of the population, they were 25% of the people who were speeding. So, so why is that? Did they ever find out? Here's the thing. Here's what I want to know. Let's get into why, but you can't even ask why, because they say then you're you're being racist and you're targeting blacks just for pointing out the statistics. I'd like to know why. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like they're they're assuming or not they're assuming they're inferring when they call you racist that you're going well it's just in their DNA they just like to speed and be stupid. You know that that's what they're inferring by saying that, and that shuts you down from actually making inquiries that could get you results and save lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just so frustrating. And then when people back down from it and go, well, I'm not racist. You can't. No, no. Here's some money. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to be called racist. Here's some money. No, just take my money. It's like, no, money doesn't help. It's just like throwing money at the schools. It doesn't help. Mm -hmm. You have to find the problem and you have to work on the problem. Money's not going to fix that problem. Getting to the core of the problem and then working on it. Sometimes it doesn't even take money to fix the problem. You know, just takes an attitude change, a shift in attitude. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I get a little frustrated. I'm a little more worked up oh. than I normally am. <laughs> I didn't get this out of my system earlier in the day. Yeah. So let's uh, take a little yeah. break yeah. and do some would you rather questions. Bow, bow, bow. 
I got a dog like sniffing my belly button right now. Like a big 90 pound dog like came under the table and has his nose stuck in my belly button. It's just sniff, sniff, sniffing away. Oh, there he goes. All right. Okay. Would you rather. Oh, boy. Rooster hates it when I like reread these. He says, you should just read them whether they're stupid or not. All right. Would you rather lose your ability to fall in love or your ability to discern right or wrong? I would. Well, what if you're already in love and then it just stopped you from falling in love with anybody new? Yeah, that sounds good. There we go. That's the one I'd take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about, how about think, you, Falcon? Yeah. Both suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say probably fall in love, but... Yeah. Because... You could have an intense like for somebody still, probably. Well, you hear all these relationships, people being together, but they don't really love each other, you know, arranged marriages, but I would just hate to lose my ability to tell right from wrong, because yeah. I would just go off the deep end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you rather only bathe in rainwater or never use deodorant? Ooh. Okay. Here's the question I have to ask. What? We have We have to... We have to get... Like we have to get more information on this. Only bathing in rainwater means you'd only be able to bathe when it rains, or would you be able to collect the rainwater and use that to bathe? And can you use soap? I think I'm assuming soap is yeah. part of this process. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't see why you wouldn't be able to collect the rainwater. It's still rainwater. Yeah. So let me ask you this: um, If you're only able to use deodorant, then are you not showering? Yeah. So I'm 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 assuming what the question is, and, and I think they just didn't word this right. I'm thinking. Would you rather only be able to bathe in rainfall or only use deodorant? I would I would do the rainfall. Yeah, rain. Mm-hmm. At least you get clean once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you're, then you're just layering on deodorant. Well, on did you hear there's people that, that said, there's like people that say we overbathe and over soap ourselves and we're not meant to do that. And they go, if you... If you spend a certain amount of time getting your body acclimated to not taking a shower and using soap, um, the good bacteria and whatever on your skin actually eats the odor, and you become you become balanced. Okay, well, why don't you tell that to someone who doesn't bathe often that you smell from <laughs> right? But but that person hasn't gotten to that point of balance with oh, their okay. with their with their I eco see. with their call it ecosystem right their their fauna and flora. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, boy. Would you rather have... Oh, this is kind of a superhero question. Would you rather have a photographic memory or heightened senses? I think both of them could have some serious neg- negative sides to it. Uh-huh. Oh, and some serious good uses, yeah. too. Well, heightened senses depends on how heightened. Like, Would it be like you're spurgy and everything like assaults you? Like sounds Ooh. and sights and Ooh, every and touch, yes. you know, any sensation when makes you freak out. Can hear everything. And like, the question is, can you turn it on off? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not so. Either you talk about it in fantasy terms of superpowers, or you talk about it in realistic terms. In realistic terms, I'd rather have photographic memory. Yeah. yeah. But also, like photographic photographic memory can have a downside if it's like never turns off too. Where it's like, it's just an overload of information too. Well, think about it. If you have a photographic memory and you have a bad event like a car crash. You'd be suffering PTSD from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. In terms of like a superpower, I think heightened senses though. Like if you could, if you could control it. Like if you had Mm -hmm. like Matt Murdock's, um, like uh, echolocation or whatever ability. You know who Matt Murdock is, Songbird? I do not. It's a daredevil. 
Okay. <laughs> so if you had Daredevil's echolocation ability, so you basically had a radar sense, so if you knew things going on behind you, that'd be cool. Even And, and have sight on top of that. Mm-hmm. Or like have eagle vision or whatever, so you can see really so far. So does that mean you can run really fast? No. Oh. But you could touch really hard. I don't know what height and <laughs> senses with your touch would be. So I think you would just feel more strongly. Like you probably tell differences in temperature a lot easier and stuff like that. Texture. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more. Uh, would you rather have a secret admirer or be a secret admirer? Depends on how stocky the experience is. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it depends on how handsome or beautiful the person's secret admirer to you is. Right. You know, if it's a hideous <laughs> hamburger person or potato, I mean, yeah. you'd be like freaked out by it. Yeah. But if it's a really good looking person who's not like really weird, yep. you'd be flattered. You'd be like, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm taken, but you know, I'm wanted by other people, you know? <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't want to be a secret admirer. You kind of already are secret admirers. All of us are. If we have like, if we have like secret Hollywood like celebrity crushes or something. I know that you have a secret crush on Tucker Carlson. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a bromance going. It's a one-way bromance because he doesn't know who I am. But I think if he got to know me, I think if he got to know me, it'd be mutual. (laughs) It'd be a mutual bromance. I'm sure. Uh, Matt Walsh is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about what about you? Uh, no, Songbird. How about you? Who's your secret crush? Because we all have them. Or not so secret crush. Are we? Cons- <coughs> Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sticking with celebrities? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Chris Hemsworth. Um, you just watched The Batman. I, I do like Robert Pattinson. I'm always going to love him from Twilight. He's I so, really am. He looks so sad. <laughs> he just looks sad all the time. I, I will always have a crush on... He's very emo. Robert Pattinson. You like the emo boys. He's going to always have a special place in my heart. Okay, so Chris Hemsworth, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Anybody else? I have to think about that. Okay. We'll come back around. Let's all see what uh, right. Falcon, Falcon has to say. I don't really care about celebrities that... Just don't care. The only person I would say I would admire would be like Elon Musk because of his his own space program. I mean, I mean that's somebody. Would, would you kind of be giddy if if you were able to meet him and talk I to him one on one? Yeah, I mean, be kind of awesome, you know. Be like, yeah. cause, you know, like I said, he's he's building his own space program. You know, what I mean. So do you have? Do you think you'd have trouble being cool with him? Uh huh. Okay, so you'd like you'd fangirl, fanboy. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, then that's a crush. That's a definite crush. Okay, yes, I forgot about Elon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I as far as females go, I've always kind of had a thing for Jennifer Garner. Yeah. You ever watch Alias, the TV show Alias? That was the the like the her height uh, after she was did the series Alias, which was J.J. Abrams, one of his first shows, one of his first shows. Um, she got done doing that, and then she did some Hollywood movie stuff, and then she got together with Ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I've always had a thing for her. And there's some episodes of uh, Alias where she looks smoking hot. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, but most of my most of my crushes are, are bromance crushes. It's like dudes I'd like to hang out with, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think I have any female crushes. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough. Would you rather's? 
Uh, next subject. Let's transition like a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. Let's let's st- let's go back and pretend I did a smooth transition to stories again. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of this weird, awkward. <laughs> um, we want to talk about a popular Minnesota camp that asks kids for pronouns and then houses them based on gender identity. Uh, the organization describes inclusion as one of its core values and trains its staff on navigating age-appropriate conversations and questions on gender and sexuality. Now, the problem with that phrase, navigating, training staff on navigating age-appropriate conversations on gender and sexuality, who are you asking what's age-appropriate? Because if you're act- asking clinical psychologists and behaviorists and all that kind of stuff, I don't trust anything these... I almost swore again. Any of these mofos say, because they're all screwed up too. And a lot of the psychology and all this um, uh, gender affirmation stuff are done by doctors. And you can't, you can't trust that, you know? So. Well, it's just like, I was reading this newspaper article from this opinion for the guy who transitioned. And he did that, what? He was 59. He did it when he was, 18 and he said he was too young he wasn't in the right of state of mind and he said if he could have gone back he would have wouldn't have done it because it turns out he would like the other guys so he thought oh the only way i could be with other guys yeah. is by transition he was basically woman. just gay yeah he was just gay and there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean and he said he wished he could go back in time and not do it you know and it's well i mean i don't think at any point is a good time to do any kind of quote unquote gender transition. You, you should undergo psychiatric and uh, therapeutic help to understand why you have these body dysmorphic problems. And a lot of this stuff nowadays with younger kids, it's not even an, an inner problem. It's not an innate mental issue. It's social contagion is what they call it's it. It's people trying to... Sh- peacock that they're oh i'm i'm affirmative i'm yeah and what it shows it's it's uh, sorry to jump in but it's it's basically like what a cult does it's love bombing so they take these um young kids that are having uncomfortable things happen to their bodies because they're adult pre prepubescent or adolescent and they're getting to that point where they're really uncomfortable in their skin and they're saying hey the reason you're uncomfortable we got a reason we can fix it Mm-hmm. You, the reason you're uncomfortable in your skin is because you don't belong in that body and we can fix it for you. And as a matter of fact, if you go along with this, we've got all kinds of people that are going to celebrate you. We're, I mean, we're going to love you. It's going to be so, it's going to be like the best thing that ever happened in your life. That's what's happening. And so it's the social mental illness contagion that is not internal. It's external for a lot of these people. It's so evil. And what makes absolutely no sense is we don't allow children to drive until they're 16. So we don't think that they're responsible enough to drive a car until they're 16. They're not responsible enough to buy a gun until they're 18 or 21 to buy a handgun. They can't vote. vote. They can't vote until they're 18. Smoke. They can't smoke. Um, so I'm just wondering why such a permanent body modification is being encouraged and allowed without the parent getting involved. Yeah. You can't even get tattoos. Right. So. An ear piercing. I mean, you got to have parental consent. Yeah. So I'm just, 
I, I mean, the the agenda is just very evil. Yeah, and what's what's the end goal of this? It's 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 a breakdown of society. It's part of the whole breaking down the family structure. Yeah. So because everybody knows communists specifically talk about how family structures are not good. You have to have people. The government has to be mom and dad. You can't have mom and dad that you basically take kids away and you put them in education camps run by the state and you indoctrinate them and those kids go home. And what do they do? If the parents step out of line, they go and tell the government, Mm -hmm. Hey, my parents are, they're they're saying things that are anti-government. Well, you know, what's interesting is if you have a society that can't even explain who they are, how are they going to fight? It's a crisis. How are they going to fight um, and defend a country that they live in and and fight for laws and you know their their freedoms if they can't even explain if they're a man or a woman yeah but that kind of seems like just such a basic well, not thing like that, but i was reading this article there's this one uh prison that's getting shut down and what happened is two female prisoners got impregnated by a trans yeah i saw woman. that a man who says he's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, hmm. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You know what's bother, bothering me, though, the most about a lot of the, Well, I guess everything's bothering me about it, but especially with the targeting of young kids. And um, and that's I want to transition, no pun intended, into this um, libs of TikTok account on Twitter that would take TikTok um, people that bragged on tiktok about being trans or whatever and being teachers of 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 kids of of like grade school or or Mm -hmm. earlier kids um getting getting doxxed and 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 harassed but um what bothers me is the targeting of kids and then a lot of these uh municipalities have um, passed laws saying that you can't uh use conversion therapy to you know to help a person who thinks they have an issue with their gender or with their sexuality, if you try to go, hey, let's go to the church and let's talk about it with the pastor mm-hmm. and uh, let's try to work through this. Let's do some some therapy. And they go, nope, you can't do therapy because that's that's conversion therapy. It's religious based. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to shame people from being gay or shame people from being trans. And that's wrong. Uh-huh. And they made it illegal in a lot of places. Yeah. Like therapists cannot... Like there's a story about it. Uh, I think I can't remember who was interviewing. I think it was Elijah Schaefer was interviewing someone who went through, um, went through the, started going through the process of changing from a girl to a boy, started taking testosterone. Uh, I don't know if she got the top surgery where she got her breast removed, but I don't think she went that far. I think most of the stuff's reversible that she did, but she said the therapists were gung ho right off the bat to go start prescribing uh, hormones and all that. As soon as she said, I feel uncomfortable in my body. I think it might be a boy. They're like, all right, let's do this. Blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, when she had second thoughts after going through a couple of years of this going, I think I'm wrong. I, she went back and talked to him and she said it was like pulling teeth, trying to get them to give them, give her um, reverse hormones and all that because they were afraid because she, she said they had to go. Now you want this, right? You really, really, really want this, right? And you have to sign this waiver saying you want, because Otherwise, they were afraid of being called detransitioners, like pressuring her to go the other direction. Oh. Right. And, and they didn't want that because that would be um, her, uh, harmful f- for their business and for their livelihood. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, I had my little soapbox there. But uh, anything else relevant on that one? 
Um, so this Taylor Loren is this, is it Washington Post? Taylor Loren is a, a so-called reporter with the Washington Post that um, went after this account on Twitter called Libs of TikTok. Now, all the, the main right-wing commentators use Libs of TikTok as kind of a springboard for some of their stories because they're so she's so good. And we found it as a woman who owns the account Libs of TikTok. Um, now, she did not want to be doxxed. She did not want to be known. She went through very strict standards to try to keep her identity secret. But the thing is, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She was just taking thing that was uh, videos from TikTok that were put out there publicly and collating them together onto one site on Twitter and showing mostly conservatives, but anybody wanted to see it. It wasn't, wasn't made for anybody, but it was like, this is what libs on TikTok are saying to your kids. This is what, so she put on Twitter so people can say, hey, these teachers are proud that they're sexually grooming your kids and, and they're speaking out about it. And here you go. She didn't even comment on it. She'd just take these videos wholesale, put them, put them, collate them together on this site and put them out there so people could see it. That's it. No doxing. No name. Didn't say these people's names unless they named themselves. Didn't say this is where the person lives. This is the school district. There none of that. Now, maybe that came out later from people who saw the videos that normally wouldn't have seen it from TikTok and said, okay, who is this person? And then that's where we get the whole um, school board meetings where the parents were showing up going, this is some bullshit, uh-huh. some bull bleep. Uh-huh. Um, so anyways, Taylor Loren went on a, and found out who this was, um, supposedly with help of this this guy who, who makes it his, his job to dox people on the right because he doesn't like people on the right. And uh, anybody who's effective at calling out the bullshit on the left, baloney on the left. Um, um, and so she really doesn't even do the work. She yeah. just takes the work from others. Um, and this guy supposedly is, is uh, funded by some sort of a foreign government, Germany of all things. So anyways, um, she found out who this woman was, named her, named her place of work. Uh, they had a link to her work. A link to her at work, one point. work. Uh, they, she had some sort of real estate license. They put that up there. Um, her address, all kinds of stuff. And then she went, had the nerve to go and try to find her and go to people's houses, like relatives houses and try to, um, talk to them and get her name out there. So this is, oh, this is pure and simple harassment. <gasps> So, <laughs> right? He's he's upset about this. So, um, and, oh, and so one more I- thing. So the irony is, yeah, one week prior, the same reporter is crying fake crocodile tears that someone did it to her, and now she's doing it to this libs of TikTok yeah. woman. So, but it's okay for me, but not for yeah. the kind of yep. kind of thing. Yes. And that's that's it's, typifies the whole theme, the it's the whole left. theme yeah. of the left. And they're so they're really blatant about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's not a whole lot to say about that because it's just it's just such blatant hypocrisy. Yep. And then once they get called out on the hypocrisy, that they, they double down on it. They, they go, no, down. it's not hypocrisy. They gaslight, which is the a great term that nobody heard of two years ago. But yep. I mean, it's 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 really them attempting to gaslight and go, no, 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 that's not what happened. Well, well, what they like to do is say, what, what the right does, was wrong, and 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 they had to be punished. You know, yeah. So, yeah. so what so the left the ends is doing, justify the means. The ends mm-hmm. justify the means. You know, I'm. I kind of skipped past the story we were talking about about the Orno uh, Elementary School, uh, the camp. I, I kind of went off into the side story about this. I, I, went, I jumped ahead in stories, so let's kind of back <laughs> it up, hit the brakes, and back up a little bit. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> 
An Orono Elementary School is sending third graders on a day camp or day trip to a camp that promotes left-wing gender ideology, a parent told Alpha News. The parent, who has a student at Orono Intermediate School and asked not to be identified by name, raised concerns with school administrators that she learned the truth about Camp Oh, so gross. Tana Duna, which is operated by an organization called Camp Fire Minnesota out of Excelsior. The organization describes inclusion as one of its core values and trains its staff on navigating age-appropriate conversations on questions of gender and sexuality. Uh, Tana Duna welcomes and affirms lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, asexual, intersex, and two-spirit, and then here's the acronym, LGBTQIA2S, campers and staff, its website says. In elementary school, you have no sexual orientation. Nope. And you shouldn't. You and shouldn't. anybody and anybody that tries to explore that with elementary school kids Our is a f- pervert pedophile groomer. So perverse. You know, yeah, this is just institutionalized Pedophil- child grooming. Yeah. yeah. I it, mean, it's it child is. abuse. Well, do you, do, did you see that? Everybody probably, I don't know if everybody's seen this, but did you see that the men's gay orchestra, I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was San Francisco, that were singing about how proud, yeah, yeah. how proud they were. We'll convert your children. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were proud so of it. So gross. Yeah. Uh, the, children, uh, we need to protect the innocence of our children. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're setting kids up for mental illness. And and like you said earlier, um, Songbird, it's a way to destroy a country from within. It's a way to it's a way mm-hmm. it's a way to control people ultimately. And the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. it's not just America. America is actually a thorn in the side of the World Economic Forum for now. Mm-hmm. But but not all of America. Obviously, there's these strongholds, these bastions of perverted liberal filth that need to be checked. You know, they need and and the fact that we're, you know, getting shining a spotlight on it is great, but somebody needs to suffer consequences of it. And I'm not talking violent consequences. Right. I'm talking legal consequences. I'm talking jail time. Yeah. Yeah. So although, you know, something to be said to a good f- backhand to these f- uh, I keep swearing. I'm sorry, Sombird. I'm going to try to bleep everything. I'm the pot. I'll bleep it just for you. You'll have bleeps. Okay. But, you know, I get a little riled up on yeah, this stuff. You get riled up. Um, so you're passionate. So quickly, we'll end this out. We're getting close on time here. So the organization supports LGBTQIA2S campers by offering boy, girl, and all gender housing options, housing trans and non-binary campers in accordance with their gender identity and preferred cabin option and flying the pride flag. Campers are also given the opportunity to share their pronouns pronouns and their in their introductions and during icebreakers where staff wear name tags with pronouns visibly displayed. Question. Are these children who have expressed concerns about their sexuality or are these just kids in general uh sounds of it it's the entire it's class. just the third graders on a day trip okay i remember when i was in third grade i was so innocent i cannot imagine being thrown into a camp and having to sleep in the same cabin with boys that would have been so traumatic for me yeah and 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 boys can be like gross Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I'm sure girls can be too, but but boys can not be not like boys. Like there's yeah. different. Like, there's different kinds of gross. Like boys will go out and run in the mud and mud wrestle, and, and they can talk kind of gross stuff. Yeah, they, I mean, if you know, yeah, I'm not even going to get into. It. I know, you know, the, boy, 
there, there'll be age, inappropriate things that yeah. boys say because they don't understand what they're saying. And listen, girls at that age, I was still playing with Barbies. There was absolutely zero sexual interest on my part. I didn't want to be with boys. I didn't think about boys. I wanted to play with my Barbies. Um, and so to be thrown into some type of uh, a sexual situation would have been horrifying and I wouldn't have known what to do. And and um, and I didn't, I mean, I think to be pressured into saying, you know, what type of sexual orientation I had at that age um, is so inappropriate. Mm. And uh, someone that age has no idea. Yeah. It, it's, it's sick. And there's, there's a, it's just... I, I won't even go into what I really think about it and where I think it comes from. Um, and the worst part of it is they want to keep this away from the parents. Mm-hmm. And like this parent, this parent says, while she does not believe or know schools are purposefully trying to expose young students to this topic, she thinks the school, schools can do better. They says they certainly aren't vetting the topics. And the thing is, some of these, they, they don't understand these like schools don't understand what's happening and they just go, well, everybody's doing it. So we're doing it. I don't get it. And they're not, they're not specifically grooming kids, but they're participating in it willingly or, or unknowingly, but willingly, you know? I mean, there will be a day where these people are going to be held accountable, whether it's here on earth or at the judgment seat. I'm just saying. Well, and the thing is we need to do something now so it doesn't turn into parents doing something on their own because yeah. like that one parent whose kid daughter got raped you happens enough times yeah, in the bathroom by the transgender yeah. kid happened twice by yeah. the way uh-huh. not just her another student in another yeah. school when they transferred the, uh, this guy to another school mm-hmm. yeah you, if it started happening too much and parents gets too out of shape of it they'll take the law into their own hands and you don't want that now, i know i said we were going to wrap up but i really have to quickly put this in here uh, there's a video of uh, Jen Psaki uh, oh, Jen. doubling down, declaring teachers that should, they should be talking to five-year-olds about gender identity. <sighs> and she started crying. After crying about Republicans in Florida trying to prevent teachers from talking to kids Awful. barely above toddler age about sex earlier this week, White House spokesperson Jen Psaki declared Thursday that kindergarten-age children should be discussing whether they are a girl or a boy with their teachers. You know what? These... Go away, pedophiles. Sickos. These sickos. Pedophiles. They're sickos. They're pedophiles. Uh, you know, even if they don't, uh, even if they don't have sexual interest in children, they're sickos for bringing this into the discussion yep. with kids because, like you said, Songbird, they are they're purposefully um, chipping away at their innocence. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, on that fun note. Ooh, I'm riled gotta, up yeah, right now. Yeah, we got to end it. So um, if you want to get a hold of us. Start messing with children and taking away their innocence, you're going to get Songbird all riled up. There we go. We had a little mm-hmm. little tune from Songbird there. Um, if you want to comment, uh, the best place to do that is we're, we're on Facebook. And uh, I know it's a very boomer of us, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's where we are. No, it's very Gen X of us. Oh, yeah, true. Um, and you can see... Uh, See your posts. We post daily there, certain things. And uh, we haven't gotten banned just yet, but we've gotten close. Um, Just come say hi to us on Facebook. Yeah, and say, hey, you know, say, hey. Let uh, us know you're listening. Yeah, and uh, give us some reviews. Yeah. On iTunes or whatnot. Five star only, though. What? (laughs) And uh, 
And that's about it. Yeah. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye. Bye.